everybody. It is Dave and Jeff. It is March 15th, 2021. If anybody is going out, a couple of quick notes for anybody listening. One, make sure you adjust your clocks. <laughs> Two, yeah, because uh, we, we spring forward. So if you forgot, uh, make sure you move that clock ahead an hour. You're welcome for everybody that forgot. Okay. Well, good. Here's a question for you. Okay. How many clocks did you have to change? Oh, Maybe. fuck, one. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to change shit. What, no, the one great. on the microwave? Uh, no, the, the one in my car was the only really? one Really? It I didn't had to change. change automatic? No, but now I've had other cars that it was such a pain in the ass to change it. This thing, this shitty little Nissan Sentra, uh, I, with the stupid I'm driving, never buy another Nissan. <laughs> Because anytime I'm driving and somebody texts me, it automatically sends a message back that says, I'm driving, and I can't turn it off. And uh, But at least uh, changing the clock was one button. Oh, there you go. Just said clock adjust, you just turn it up, and it goes. Okay, here's another question. I asked my wife this yesterday. How many people do you know have an alarm clock? Um, Oh, you mean like an old school alarm clock? Anything. An alarm clock next to your bed. I have... You know what? I well, I guess technically I have one. I don't use it as an alarm clock. I use it because the cable box that I have doesn't have the time on it anymore. So I have Oh, that's funny. Me neither. My direct TV doesn't have time on it. Yeah. So across the room, Dave, I have the red digital clock because I just I don't want to always be checking my phone. And I'm probably like a lot of people. You pop up in the middle of the night, you're like, oh, man, what time is it? So you look over and you can see that. But if you ask me to find 94.9 on it or set the alarm, shit, I have better luck building an engine than running the (laughs) clock radio. But, um, but yeah, that's so, I mean, I use it for that. So technically, but no, the alarm's on my phone. So I remember, I mean, just a few years ago, you'd have to run, run around the fucking house. Yeah. And you'd have to change a million clocks, yeah. it seemed like. And then, like today, the only one I had to change was the microwave. Your car changed automatically? My car changes automatically. Oh, nice. And so I, I was saying to my wife, I go, I wonder how many people still have alarm clocks. I do have actually an alarm clock next to my bed for the same reason you said. In the middle mm-hmm. of the night, you kind of do the one eye open. What yeah. time is it? But my wife doesn't have one on her side. It used to be she had one, I had one. You yeah. know, that's just kind of the way you went. But. Everybody relies on the phone, and it makes sense because if you're, uh, let's say the electricity goes out, yeah. like we live in fucking North Dakota, <laughs> let's say there's a windstorm and we yeah. lose our electricity and you got to get up in the morning, your phone's not going to go out. No. The, the alarm clock could be flashing 12 and it's 8.30 and you're late to work. Yeah, then you're, you're SOL. <laughs> but right now I'm living the, what everybody loves, probably a lot of you have gone through it. I'm on vacation next week. Cool. And so it's 57 degrees tomorrow. Yeah, but I'm not on vacation tomorrow. Well, it could get colder. But it'll be 63 all next week. Did you look? Yeah. And so tonight is fun because I like going on my phone and I like going every day this week. I can turn that alarm off for Monday. Then tomorrow, right? Turn it off for Tuesday all the way through. And then. In two weeks, it sucks because then you got to go back on for Sunday and turn it back on for everybody. <laughs> it was weird. How how'd you handle the time change? This one to me was much easier than the other one where we gain of hours sleep. The one where we lose an hour is always easier for me. It's weird. 
that's funny you said that. I agree with you. Um, dude, I love it. I, you yeah. know, I, I heard, you know, Wood say this morning, it sucks. Can't we agree to stay? Different guys say that. I always say if you have kids, especially kids that like to be out, outside mm-hmm. in the summertime. Big time. Dude, there's nothing better than no. knowing it's eight o'clock at night and I'm still can see the fucking yeah. ball. It's it's so cool. And if you're for me coaching baseball with little kids, we used to run all star practice like eight fifteen. It was yeah, it was a, it was a blast. I don't ever understand when people go, ah, oh, fuck this, this is ridiculous. It needs to get dark. And Wood says it's because he has a little kid or two little kids that he needs to get them to sleep. But uh, I don't know. I, I like it. It makes me feel better when it when it gets late, darker. I, li- I like the whole deal. I'm all for even changing the clock as the year goes on to make sure it's always like this. Yeah, well, fuck that guy. <laughs> you know, we did he's a always show- exhausted. We did a show last week, and we came out. We talked about how great it is being his friend. You know, I'm so sick of this guy's fucking tired act on social media. Hey, now, what are you fucking responding to? Like, all I'm trying to see all day is did Richard Pitino finally get fired, and what does that mean for the gopher job? Woods, look out. <laughs> look out for what? And Hey, and then, you know, weather. Goddamn, that crazy shit at City College, right, where the guy's running over people. Did you hear no, that? No, not at all. Was that today? Yeah, so every – here's the wild thing. Okay. My kids and I will often – spend the day in Coronado, and then they like seeing downtown. They like seeing the lights in Petco Park. So when we come from the bridge, uh, you get off and you go B Street Pershing, and it takes you in. And honestly, Dave, you go, and under the bridge, there are a lot of homeless people that are there, and they could be in blankets, tarps, anything else. And I always just say to my kids, be thankful for what we have in our life. No matter what we have, big, small, indifferent, be thankful because we're pretty pretty blessed for guys that are not really religious. I would say we're pretty blessed to live the life we live. And we drive this street, and you go under this bridge, and it takes you up to City College and then yeah. into downtown. And son of a bitch, I didn't see it. It's been incredibly busy for the last year at, at my work. But apparently a guy in a car today drove right up on that sidewalk where we see these people and hit, I think, at least three people, if wow. not more. And that kind of stuff, because of our relationship with, with Bob McElroy and the Alpha Project, that kind of stuff concerns me. And so you're looking at this story. Hey, watch out. Get out of the way, Woods. Get out of the way. Because everything I'm trying to see with news updates, and you see Todd Gloria's down there and the cops are down there. It's a national trending story on social media. And you're trying to catch bites. This is why I love Snellzilla. Oh, fuck. Can you just take a break? Like, can you just take a break, please? And and this guy just wearing me out. And I looked at him today. I go, fuck, it's a Monday. Put the Red Bull down. He said he was tired this morning. He's not too, well, he's not too tired to write his one-word fucking tweets all day. And then... His one-word tweets crack me up. And I, and I brought this up on the show before. There's nothing to him. There's no substance. Nothing. 183 likes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what I does it say that. about the people? It cracks me up. I'm him like, and Mud. We're so fucking dumb. We're so fucking well, dumb. Well, I like that part. I hadn't looked at that. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I oh, I like that. Yeah. If he's, okay, that's funny. But uh, And that's that's what cracks me up all the time. Like, literally, there's nothing. Nothing. And 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 it, it makes it. He's just answering the voice in his head. But. Oh my gosh! But he shows you how much he's loved. People, fucking a! I gotta click that shit. 
I like it. Now, we know Mud's a goof. Mud's been here forever. Mm-hmm. Woods just got here, basically. And he's just done sports radio for three years. Yeah. So for the fact that that many people follow him into wherever he goes. He's great. Is funny as shit. And then if I say something like, dude, you didn't say anything. And he goes, it's called it's called live tweeting, asshole. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm the idiot. I'm like, dude, there's no subject. Like you said, well, look out. I stand corrected. And you go look out. Now you got to click on it. And now you got to scroll looking for where, where did this start? Because I just want to mute so him, confused. but I can't. Because when you said look out, I thought he was like making fun of the homeless people oh, for no, not no, looking no. out of the way of oh, the car. No, no, no. And and I don't. But even that's know. the kind of guy he is. He would do that. <laughs> he wouldn't do that. <laughs> I could jump on that. I that, didn't mean to leave you out to yeah, try. No, I could. Imagine he's that cold of a guy. <laughs> no. He's not. And I don't even think he wrote Look Out. So in fairness to Steve, it's just these all these random one-word messages. Yeah. And I'm like, don't you have to take a nap? Don't you have to go to the range? I heard that maniac talking about playing Lomas Executive today. I'm like, God, this guy clogging the timeline when people are trying to work and, and not work. Okay, here's here's my question. All right, for anyone okay. who's played golf, knows exactly what I'm talking about. Now yeah. we all know Steve has picked up golf really serious to the point yeah. where, hey, adult baseball is probably done. It's, he said he told me it's yeah, over. Yeah, it's going to be golf is his new passion, which is cool. This is what he wants to get good at. Here's what he's going to realize at some point, and will be the frustrating part. Everybody hits whatever their best is. Like th- what I mean is, it doesn't mm-hmm. get any better than let's say he gets down to a- an 86, which okay. is yeah, is be very great. Good. You still are going to pay for better clubs. You're still going to pay for lessons. You're still, but you're never going to be the guy. Whatever you get to is as far as you get to, and that's even the pros. But you know, you're you get to whatever your best is, and you never get better. And it's frustrating as fuck when you start to realize, oh my god, this is where I'm at. I'm a 86 guy for the rest of my life at my best. Well, damn it, I did not come into this to compliment him tonight because he was fucking killing me with his dopey tweets. But I'll give him this. He's the, he knows exactly. He's like uh, that's. I think you're that way. I think I'm that way. I think Mike's that way, right? I think all of us would be the guy where you go, yeah, fuck, I'll, fuck. I'm more like 186. Give me a break. <laughs> but when our friend Alice Cison gave me the tailor-made clubs, I was so excited. It's so fun. I've got them, and I don't get out to the range as much. But it's just it's an absolute blast and. Dave, I've never had a golf lesson because I know I have no cartilage at all in my left knee. So I know I'm never going to go fucking 280 down the fairway. I'm just not. So I don't need anybody saying, uh, who's the guy? Uh, Carl Weathers, right, in Happy Gilmore? Yeah. When he's got his hands on his hips. You're like, I don't need that. I just We just go out, we fuck around, have fun. But I think I, I got to give Steve his due credit. Steve will do all that stuff. He's putting his time in. And put his time in and do yeah. it. But he'll also be the first guy to be like, fuck, I, I was great. And, and Woods texts me if I'm wrong on this, but I think you can say, no, you're exactly right. I think he will tell us, dude, one, two, and three, I was great. And four, five, and six, I just fucking fell yeah. apart. But I'm going to take another lesson tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That, but Dave, that's the great thing about golf, <sighs> right? Isn't that why we all love I- it? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. With golf, I feel like I can go out and we can play for five hours and have a good time with our friends. Yeah. And not shoot where you embarrass yourself and you're playing along. Yeah. They aren't watching me just sprint off and chase my ball all day. 
But then there are times where you have those horrible days, and everybody has them, where I go, I just paid a hundred and something dollars. I wasted five and a half hours yeah. of my fucking time. Yeah. I lost, you know, 23 golf balls. Yeah. Why the fuck would I do this the, to myself? You know what I love right now, and it's kind of sad? This is how I would play. If we ever put together Dave and Jeff golf tournament. We did it back in 2007. And you know what was great about that? It was a fucking scramble. Yeah. It was a scramble. It was and I, I could do that where you go, all right, shit, give me that where we all just go. Uh, we're in the fairway, right? We're 240 out. We got to hit an iron and trying to hit the green. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, at least I figure in a scramble, if I go, yeah, I could probably give you five usable shots, right? Yes. I can live with that. That's a fun day where I feel like I made a contribution to my team. Maybe Steve's dropping putts. You, he's driving. Mike's driving well. And I'm, I can fucking chip us from the rough and give us a decent lay yeah. uh, for the putt. Then I feel like I made a contribution. But if we're like, oh, we're playing, we're playing skins. I'm fucking dead. I'll just write. You, <laughs> I'll just give you the. Yeah, I'll just give you the fifty right now. Fuck it. Save the five hours and we're done. Yeah. But playing a scramble, that was one of my favorite days. We played with. I had. I don't remember who you had. I had three guys from Ombak. And yeah, I just had an absolute blast. We just got it was fucked a great time. up drinking Mountain Dew Code Red like I was eleven. Yeah. Mountain Dew, Code Red, and vodka. And after about the fourth hole, one of the Ombak guys had to drive the cart because I was fucking hammered. Dude, everybody was hammered. My buddy yeah. Brian, who's like six seven, six eight, got run over by a golf cart, like right over his entire body. <laughs> At our thing, I felt terrible. He got Jesus. smoked. Kevin well, Mitchell won the longest drive yes. contest. That's when I announced right Fairly. there. He won it. Fair and square. Oh, goddamn right he did. Don't say it like that. I don't like your little snarky tone. I'm just laughing. Everybody was afraid to question it. Except for a fucking intern who weighed about 71 pounds. Hey, so we had a longest drive contest. (laughs) And you were winning a golf club. And it was was Kevin Mitchell and the other guy that we used to. It was was, uh, Rudy and Hank Mercado. Yes. Those guys. So they get up there. And you and I are just kind of drifting, right? Taking the golf cart, cruising, jumping, whatever. But what was fun about that is the radio station said, take the golf cart, cruise around, make sure everybody's having fun, Yeah, which I really liked. So every now and then we would swing by the longest drive hole, like the sixth, and you would check in. And basically it was tee up, hit it. We'll measure out how far the drive goes and... The longest drive at the end walks away with the new driver. Yeah. I think that was it. And so uh, Kevin, Rudy, and Hank Hank, all tee up, and Mitchell just fucking slices. Woof. And he starts teeing up another one. And this fucking intern, about 15, hey, hey. And I was like, hey, tweet, tweet. Yeah. Because I can't whistle. Tweet, tweet. You, shut up. Shut the fuck up. I think Kevin lined up about seven golf balls and hit all of them. And we're like, well, there's our winner. There he goes. God, that seventh one he hit went about 550. He just smoked it. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. It was either right before that tournament or right after that tournament. Kevin was arrested like the Benita golf course for beating the fuck out of somebody. Yeah. And we're like telling the intern guy, 
Shut the fuck you're up. The, you're the next guy he's going to take out. Let him hit as many as he wants. Yeah, well, and he's my all-time favorite Padre. <laughs> He'll kill you, too. <laughs> so it was so fun for me because we had had him on the show. Yeah. And I remember we had him on the ESPN 800 show. And I had just read Jeff Perlman's book, The Bad Guys Won. And so I just remember asking him, because uh, I'd already told him he's my favorite guy. Yeah. So I go, hey, there's a bunch of stories about you. Can I ask you questions? He goes, yeah. I go, did you commute back and forth from Yuma? There's this long pause, like really long. No. And we go, great. That's cleared up. <laughs> And then we said, did you take the head off of Dwight Gooden's girlfriend's cat? Longer pause. No. Perfect. <laughs> that rumor's cleared up. <laughs> so then we had him there at that. And I said, I told everybody, he's by far my all-time favorite yeah. Padre. You guys all know the story. I left San Diego State. I was so pissed. And I said it there. I couldn't believe the night at that party that you were traded for Mark Grant. I was so pissed. I put my full beer down and drove my motorcycle back to Cardiff. <laughs> I, yeah, man, that guy, that guy to me is the all time coolest. So if it took him 25, I had no fucking no. problem with him winning <laughs> the coolest dude. Right. That was, that was a little crazy. That was a little nuts. People are sitting there. Some people would talk and then who should have like, won. I have no fucking idea. It didn't matter. Yeah. That, 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 Kevin point. Lyons from Anchor yeah. Funding, you want him to win? I mean, <laughs> fuck off. I mean, it's like the one guy in the entire tournament that you don't question, all of a sudden you got people talking shit. Like, dude, let's just stop. I said, hey, my name's on the tournament. It's fair and square to me. <laughs> let's meet our winner. <laughs> all right, I have a question for you. Yeah. So. We have two new guys that started on my team today, new phone system going in, all kinds of crazy stuff. So I didn't see anything all day, except for our friend Matt Evans wrote a tweet. What the hell was Coach doing today? Oh, my God, dude. It's funny you say that. I was, I was out all day, too, but I flipped the radio on right when I got in the car at, like, 12.01. Okay. And I'm like, it's a big goddamn weekend. You a know? lot going on. You got a lot of Padre injuries. Yeah. You know, season's obviously around the corner. Everyone's extremely excited. San Diego State won the Mountain West Conference yep. tournament again. Plus, they know who they're going to play in the first round yeah. in Syracuse. This crazy fuck starts his show with fucking Torrey Pines and Cathedral football. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He did. Yeah, and right away, my phone starts going crazy. People who listen to this show. Oh, my God. Are you and Jeff going to talk about this? And I said, dude, I heard it. And then I flip over to Darren. He was smart. He played the hits. Of course. That's what they tell you in the radio. He had Brian Dutcher on today. It was good. And he and he's talking Aztecs and he's talking Syracuse and he talks about everything that's going on. As Jeff just even started for a brief second, mentioning that Patino got blown out in Minnesota and the Dutcher's the guy that looks like could replace him. So there's so many different stories surrounding San Diego State. And today is the one day you're going to talk state. Yeah. A fucking guy's talking Tory Pines football. At 12 o'clock to start his show. Because he's the announcer? Yeah, that's why I don't like Woods being host slash PD. I don't like that he gets to decide what the fuck they put on there. I don't think he, as a sports fan, he knows what people want to hear. He says to me, every time I talk to him, people love the local schools. <laughs> love it or leave it. How many schools could that idiot name? <laughs> Steve? Yes. <laughs> I bet you Steve couldn't name more than five schools. Locally? Locally. Come on. He doesn't have a kid in high school yet. He didn't grow up here. I don't I'll, think he knows jack shit. 
<laughs> he knows Ben went to Tory. Yeah, he'd get Tory. He lives in Encinitas, yeah, so, he, so he'd say Encinitas High. Yeah, he would. That's what which I'm there isn't. He well, all his, he could do Carlsbad and High's and Oceanside. Yeah, I'm he'll say right Lucadia there. High. Yeah, he would. You the dick? <laughs> Tell him he can do it. I think he. I can. I think he can get to five. I'm not sure he can get to ten. Lucadia. I mean, he'd go Point Loma, he Helix. Wouldn't he wouldn't get it. You don't think he gets no, Helix? Neither one. Saint Augie? No. None of them. He wouldn't get any of them. Fuck. <laughs> okay, here you go. I'll ask you this question. Your kids aren't in high school yet, but you went to high school here. Yeah. If I had to say, here's a list of 50 high schools in San Diego, how many do you think you could get to without looking at a map? That's really funny. Not as many as I should, but it is cool when you drive around and you see El Capitan or Steel Canyon, uh, any of these different things, right? Mission yeah. Bay High School. Like, I could, I don't know. Like, Rancho Buena Vista isn't far from um, my office, which is weird. Yeah. Feels like it should be way out there. Uh, we play up there next Thursday. Really? Yeah. If you gave me 50 of them, I could probably, uh, I'd say 20. Oh, you know, I bet you get more than that. You know San Diego better yeah. than anybody I know. Yeah, I'd I'd say twenty, but a lot of them, Dave, are like Valhalla. Yeah, you right? can't get a Valhalla. I don't think I'd be able to get okay, over it's there. Try right by Steel Canyon. Yeah, it's just not far, right? Yeah, just it, down the street. Doesn't Valhalla kind of look like the spaceship? spaceship? Yeah. All right, so I could probably get you there. Could you get to Orange Glen? Yes, okay. I actually could get to Orange Glen. Okay. Yeah, Sean. Uh, Sean yeah, that's so, on the way out to Harris. Yeah, so if you could make it to Orange Glen, you could you'd make it to San Pasquale. You're gonna pass it. I yeah, play the yeah yeah. That's you what I'm saying. Game you, at you, San Pasquale. you would find them. You would know. You just got to think about it for a second. Yeah. Now here's the cool thing. This and every parent. I don't know if every parent does, but it happened yesterday, and it was pretty cool. We were hanging out. Uh, with my kids, and their mom said to me, she goes, hey, I'm just letting you know. I think you'd think it's pretty cool. Both of your sons are trying out for the freshman football team next year. Good. At Helix. And so I said, okay. So we were talking about it today, and my son Cade's like, well, I think I'm going to do it. And I said, well, what's holding you up? Like, Tell me what's holding you up, and I'll, I'll walk you through it. And he goes, I think I'm going to be one of the smallest guys out there. And so movie night on Thursday, even though it's 95% full of shit, is we're going to watch Rudy okay. because there's nothing. So I said to him, I go, look, man, you're an animal guy. And I go, so I apologize for the saying, but the saying is it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. And I said, on my San Diego team, we ended up one and eight, but it was so much goddamn fun being part of it and being part of the practice, the whole thing. Now, there's a whole lot of difference between being part of a San Diego team and walking into Helix yeah. when you've never played Pop Warner football or organized football. So they were like, well, you know, I think it's I'm... It's the right age to get in, by the way. Ninth grade, yeah. yeah. It's the right age. So they were <laughs> very funny because yesterday they're like, well, I think I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I go, look, let me tell you how it's going to work. You're going to go out there. You're both very athletic. We play every weekend for a couple hours each day. So you're running routes and catching and, and doing man-on-man coverage. Do they like, both want to be receivers? No, I just said what you're going to do is you're going to go out and they're going to run you through 
agility and test drills and everything else. And the uh, do you tell them you don't get cut in high school football? Yeah, no matter what, they're on the team as long as they don't quit. See, that's the huge thing, Dave. I think for them, the huge thing is they'd be afraid of getting cut. No, you don't get cut in high school football. Yeah. So I said, and this is the other thing, and everybody remembers this. Remember how fun it was on on Thursday because I tore my knee and couldn't play my junior year and I was done. Remember on Thursday and game days or Friday game days when you could wear your game jersey as part of it, right? And you just go, man, this is great. And I told him, I said, the thing is, if you determine not to do it, you go through life going, man, I wonder if I would have liked that. Play, I go, take it year by year. But I said, for me personally, it's one of my favorite things that I ever did. And so- yeah, they're both excited. So I said, just go out and go, Coach, where do you need me? Where where do I have the best chance to get on the field? Yeah. And if they say, play the line, play, you know, go wherever he wants you to play. Yeah. Because the game, and I said, that first time you strap that helmet on, you feel like a bobblehead out there. You don't know what the fuck you're doing, how to run. You can't see shit. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> and they're they're both really, really excited. And, and so uh, – now you gotta you gotta change your throwing. You know that now that they're gonna go play football, you gotta go get a high school football. Yeah, you can't go with the ball that you like to throw. Yeah, well, we've been throwing the NFL ball. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so we've been throwing that. And listen, I'm gonna tell you, I sling it, <laughs> but goddamn, I'm pretty sure right now I need about seven different surgeries. <laughs> so, but it, it's the most fun that we have, and it's great and. Uh, my buddy, Dante Nathan, yeah. who I have known since he was probably seven years old, I think he's on the JV team. If That's I awesome. And he's playing at Helix, and he sent me a message the other day. I saw his picture. I saw the picture you sent it. And I was, me. I'm just telling you, man. I'm just telling you, Dave, you get it so much. You understand this because it must be the feeling that you get anytime these kids play high school ball, play college ball, wherever they go. But kids that are close to you that are putting that uniform on for the first time, they're excited, they're representing the high school in my district. It's also a great school. Yeah. It's a football school. Yeah. Bill Walton Wood. (laughs) Um, But it's really, really great. And, And I've always said to my kids, their mom and I were lucky enough to do a lot of fun things in our life, so we don't push them to do anything. We allow them to live their life. So that when they go out and play, it's it's fun. But I'm I'm really excited for them, and I think they're going to love it. So we'll cool. see what happens. Yeah, no, that's uh, that, that's good. I'm glad they're doing it. You know, yeah. Let me. Ask, you have you have one son that loves to run too. Is he going to run track? I don't know. You know that he could. Yeah, he could actually probably do cross country. Yeah, yeah. Jack could be like fuck that. Because I'm with Jack. I hate running. Yeah, fuck that. Jack, I, I don't know. Jack could probably do. Do they have any sports where you where you're rewarded for having the dirtiest fingernails in town? <laughs> I'm like, hey, Ted Kaczynski, fuck, dude, what are you doing? Um, okay, here's my question for you. You're, I know your your ex wife's a runner and and your son's a runner. Mm-hmm. I never understood how you pay the cross country coach. Like, what the fuck are you telling him? Yeah, what do you? How do you know? <laughs> Like, how do you know what they're doing? How do you know they didn't just run to 7-Eleven to play track and field yeah. and get a chili dog and then fucking come back in 40 minutes, put a little water on there for woof? Yeah, I mean, the the, the the fucking football coach has like 130 plays. Yes. And needs, 
every guy on the field to do the right thing at the right time. Yeah. This fucking guy's the same. Putting guys in motion. Yeah, go. I'll see you in an hour and a half. Yeah. He's just fucking hanging out on Tinder. Yeah. That's horse gr- shit. That's a really good question. <laughs> Why don't you coach cross country and cash that, that shit? Ch- they got cash a check. No shit. They gotta adjust those stipends. That's ridiculous. Jesus. Yeah. Man, well, I just think about a cross country coach. <laughs> Supposed to be impressed. Yeah. It looked like the guy babysitter for 15, 18 year olds. Yeah. The cross country coach always looks like the guy that you just shoved out of the way. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Melvin. (laughs) Look how he got it. Remember that? What was that movie? God damn it. You'll remember this movie. Who played the, all right. Who played James at 15? Remember that stupid Lance, Lance Kerwin. Oh no, I never saw this. What is it? That's the name of the movie. No, but there was a show that was on NBC when we were a kid. It was like the original, it was Doogie Howser, but he wasn't a doctor. Okay. It was like James at 15, James at 16, right? I swear to God, I think, I haven't thought of this guy. Isn't it weird how names just pop into your head? Yeah. I swear, Dave, I think this dude's name is like Lance Kerwin. (laughs) And he was in this movie, and I think it's a true story. And I think Michael Landon had something to do with it, too. Yeah. Do you remember this movie? I remember the Michael Landon thing. And his he wet the bed. Yeah, I tried And to. his mom, this bitch, would put his wet sheets out on the balcony for all the other kids to see. Yeah. So he started running home to pull the sheets down. Yeah. And he turned out to be an Olympic runner. Yeah. He ran out of fear. He ran out of fear. Yeah. Who, who writes that for a movie? <laughs> I remember that. So here's I what we're going to have. That. We're going to have this old wench hanging up. The We'll get some uh, mellow yellow or something, put a little on there, spray bottle, so it looks like the kid pissed the bed. Now we're going to hang it over and then get that little fucking dork from James at 13, <laughs> and we'll have him run down the block and pull those sheets down, and everybody will cheer for him because he became a hero. Can you imagine that, mother? No. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. God dang, man, that that's crazy. How traumatic. Yeah, uh, yeah, it would, it would be terrible. That would be terrible. Did you, uh, hey, let me ask you, we brought up real quick about Coach uh, picking the wrong subject. Yeah. Did you pick out your bracket already? Did you do no, it? No, it's funny. I'm going to do it tomorrow night with my sons. Okay. So we're going to be. You all three of you going to have three different brackets, you mean? Yeah, we're going to do it, and then we're, we're doing it at, uh, I haven't even had a chance to look at it, but we're doing a contest in my office, so all of us are going to fill it out, and then I'll, I have to have them in first thing Wednesday morning. Yeah, I'm curious to know. When we come back on Wednesday, I want to yeah, know what I'll you have, have because I wasn't going to fill one out. I'm always usually really excited. I've told you, I've lost my love for college basketball. Yeah. And then uh, right before you walked in, I said, fuck it. It only took a second. So fun. You know, you so have to. Uh, you fill it out and the whole deal. I even made my wife fill one out. And she's, yeah. She has them. San Diego State in the Final Four. Shocker. Um, but but she doesn't know basketball for shit. She gets Hofstra. She, dude, she, like, she, <laughs> she, like, somewhere I could hear another room. I heard her say the word Connecticut somewhere. And I'm just like, fuck. She's going to put that team all the way to the Final Four because. Her mom's lived in Connecticut for a few years, like some crazy, <laughs> right. and I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck, this is gonna be terrible. Well, but her final they're four, the Huskies. Yeah, they, it wasn't completely as crazy as I thought, and so I'm um, just curious to know if you filled it out. And I'm pretty sure my bracket this year is the worst one I've ever had. But uh, I was just wanted to know what you ended up with. I haven't, I haven't done it yet, but yeah. I'll, I'll do it tomorrow night. I'll have it with me on Wednesday, okay. or I'll, I'll bring it in. I love it. Now the weird thing is too, 
isn't it starts Friday? Yeah, right? it's all it's all different this year. So it starts Friday, but it runs Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I guess that's what I didn't hear. How? Yeah, I think it was, I think. And why? I'm, why? What was the point? I don't know. They're all in Indianapolis. So I don't get it, but I love the fact because I'm on vacation on Monday. Yeah. And we'll be doing different shit, but I love that um, all my, you know, my sons yeah. come back and we do. Dave, you remember this. When I worked in Coronado, before we went on the air in 97, my brother and I worked at the Edward Jones office right next to Danny's Palm Grill. And me, my brother, Dave, I think it was just the three of us, yeah. right? We did brackets and every day I would update them. Yellow highlighter for a win, black Sharpie across for a loss. And I taped them right in the box window that you walk by on Orange Avenue. And I laughed all day. People that had no idea who any of us were would stop. And I would see people that would come by every day and were following our brackets. Yeah. It's the greatest. That is so much fun. I, I remember that. You know, it always used to drive me crazy that we'd fill out these brackets all the time as we did these shows. Mm-hmm. And I was a college basketball freak. Like, I yeah. watched all this shit. I was the guy that you didn't want to be friends with when it came to college basketball because I knew everything about every team. Yeah. But you would beat me every year Do you in want- that fucking tournament. And you didn't watch jack shit. No. And I would go, I put so much fucking time into this. It would literally drive me nuts. Uh, I'll tell you what the secret was. Now, uh, it's kind of like, I'm like David Blaine. Okay. Occasionally, now and then, I explain the magic trick. Um, I would always get either USA Today... LA Times, but the guy who was an absolute rock star for me was, if you remember, in the Union Tribune back then, Ed Graney was here. And Ed would do his breakdown of the four regions and would give you like two or three teams to watch. Yeah. And I just loved it. So I would take those two or three teams and have them win one or maybe two games, and it would be able to get me a couple of points. And you just, but ultimately, I think we're, what happens is, and we'll, we'll all do this, I'll do it again tomorrow, is you start trying to get cute, right? With the 12 beating the 5 yeah, and the 11s and everything else trying to win. And then all of a sudden you get to the sweet 16 and you got four teams that are a 6, a 9, and 11. You're like, well, who the hell are these assholes? And then they all lose on day one and you're fucked. So you got to bring, it's trying to find that equal balance, right, Dave, of finding the chalk and then finding maybe one or two teams that you like that can run a little bit? Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. So for me, I always look at the teams that were hot. Like we talked just last week, how you look at the Big Ten and you go Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois. They were were ridiculous this year. And you go, that's one conference. That's what we're talking about. Dutcher going back to possibly that conference where uh, they're, they're playing fantastic basketball right now. The fuck Indiana just fired their coach today. I know? heard that, yeah. So you uh, you go through the whole thing and you, you say, okay, which conferences are hot? Which ones look good? Like, nothing against San Diego State. I know it's not popular here. Look, I graduated from state. But when you look at a San Diego State game and who they mm-hmm. play, it doesn't look like the same game that yeah. the Big Ten or the SEC is playing. It's just not the same game. That's a good play for them on Friday against Syracuse. It's, it is. And Syracuse is 11. Yeah. But that's a good. But that's a good. To me, that's a win. It should. Yeah. Yeah. That's you a should win. beat them. But because it's Jim Beheim and yeah. it's Syracuse and the name, that that's a good skin to put on the wall if yeah. you're if you're the Aztecs. I like that. And here's the funny thing because we talk about Brian Dutcher and what his future holds. So I've been following the coverage in Minneapolis, 
and looking at different guys. And ironically, the other guy that they're talking about is the coach at Utah State, who's also from Minneapolis and done some things. So I'm looking at this kind of like blog that follows the Gophers, and they're like, well, you know, Brian Dutcher's had a pretty good run, but he's never recruited from a Minneapolis high school. And you're like, oh, fuck off. Dude, <laughs> fuck off. I will tell you, as a guy who was very vocal, saying I wasn't sure that was the right move for San Diego State, when Steve Fisher had the success, I felt like you would have the pick of a lot of candidates, and I still believe that. However, no doubt giving that job to Brian Dutcher was the right move, and yeah. I'm very happy to say I couldn't have been more wrong. If I'm the Gophers, right, to me, Brian Dutcher's the guy. Yeah. With all respect to the guy from Utah Dude, State or whoever else. two years. Yeah. Dude, what he has been able to do here and finding the players that he has and doing it, running a clean program where yeah. no issues – and the guys that have come through here that have made contributions, holy fuck. Yeah, sorry that he didn't recruit YZ. Maybe it's because <laughs> nobody at YZ was worth a shit. I don't know that they've recruited a lot of guys directly from the city of San Diego that you look at and go. It's not important. It's not it, important. That's, that's not what's important. Here's my thing. Is I believe Dutcher can coach. I don't. Yeah. I think that you give Dutcher better players, he's even going to look like a better coach. It's the the fact. What I'm saying is, when I say they don't look like other conferences, other yeah. teams, they it's the conference where I'm taking a shot at. I'm not taking no. a shot at San Diego State. I got it. And so I, I believe you give Dutcher talent. He's going to continue to to do what he did here, and it might take him a little bit longer. But at the same time, when he stepped into the San Diego State job, San Diego State was already the best team in the conference. Well, I think this would be an interesting couple of weeks because I would think this would be the time. This would be the job. If he doesn't take this job at this point, then I think we have him at state for yeah. as long as he wants to coach there. I don't I think I don't think he's going to leave to go to Baylor or go to Texas Tech. I don't think any of those programs. He'd have, I don't know that Indiana or Michigan are going to come calling. So I think this would be the one. And if he determines or they determine, because the Gophers, I'll tell you this about Minnesota, they're under a lot of pressure right now in this hire because they have no diversity amongst their coaches. I don't know that they have one minority on staff for anybody coaching. That's well, a very big deal, but I don't know if that will push them away from, from talking to Brian Dutcher or if he walks away not liking it. But I would just say, David, it circles back to what I said with my sons. This is the opportunity when you go – Steve Fisher coached your guy, your right-hand guy, coached at Michigan and won a national championship there. Now you go, okay, well, I've coached at San Diego State, but I feel like I'm ready to go. I feel like I'm ready for the bigger stage. This is his opportunity to do it. And I feel like everybody that cheers for that program in this city understands that that's a unique situation yeah. for him. And while we'd all be sad to see him go, nobody would blame him. And so, yeah, this is the one where I think, man, this is a really, really unique opportunity with his dad being back there, him being from the school, his wife being from the school. But I thought Darren made a really interesting point the other day that, that made me stop and think about it. Darren talking about this gave a lot of credit to the Gophers and their program and what it means, which I've heard a lot of, shockingly, in this city because I would have felt a lot of people would have taken the easy way out and just said, well, San Diego over Minneapolis. 
weather-wise. Of course. Well, city-wise, but not not school and conference. Yeah, and and everybody paid that. But Darren said something, Dave, that I hadn't thought about, and so full credit to him. He said, well, yes, his dad's back there and her family's back there, but he has two, meaning Brian, has two adult daughters where their life is here. And I thought about that. You go, well, yeah. If my mom and dad were back in Minneapolis and I had an opportunity to go do a job there, boy, that'd be pretty enticing. But if Jack and Cade were 21 or 22 and their life was here in San Diego and I see them all the time and we're able to do different things, how would that impact my decision? And I go, shit, that, that'd have a lot to do with it. So I don't know. So I, I, like I said, I haven't thought about that. But but kudos to Darren for pointing it out because I think that is an interesting aspect of it. Money's should be a lot different. Oh, it'd be great. Yeah, a lot different. I mean, San Diego State just doesn't pay coaches the way other schools pay coaches. Yeah. And Minnesota's going to have to deal out some pretty good money. It just comes with the conference. Well, and just the different opportunities that you yeah. have there, right? I mean, Brian and Steve built something pretty special here at San Diego State, but I just think it's a whole different ball game there so yeah we'll see what happens yeah no uh, you know it's a tough decision but and, and i know if he left padre um, excuse me Aztec fans would be extremely upset to see him go but uh dude I, honestly god i don't even see how you can think for a second that's a that's a bad move where he turned his back it's, it's i just one, don't it's, know it's where the aztecs go because i don't think i feel like we've lived a pretty good life for 20 years knowing that steve fisher was there and knowing that brian dutcher was hanging at his right elbow now maybe dave velasquez is the guy but i don't know so yeah a lot, a lot let me ask you a lot of things going on right now with mm-hmm. with uh, not only the aztecs but of course with the padres who mentioned some of the injuries a second ago you know we mentioned the nola broken finger injury stinks yeah because now you're looking at he's not going to be ready for the start of the season and so yeah, obviously the catching situation is a little bit different Tatis now they're saying that he it looked like he had the flu a week ago. Mm-hmm. People were concerned it was COVID. It was not COVID. Um, Grisham has the hamstring injury. You have Kim who's hitting like 100 right now, who's who's struggling big time. Tommy Pham can't see. Tom, <laughs> well, we knew that. He got stabbed in the back. Never well, my God, Dave. I, I tell coming. you what. Boy, you look at the work ethic on this guy and his ability to come in. And he grinds. My goodness. One example. Oh, fucking hey. <laughs> fucking <laughs> What are we doing here? So When are we building the Tommy Pham statue? Fuck, Woods has already started in his yeah. backyard. It's, and I know he's going to rat fuck that guy next year. All uh, he right. will, right? Of course he will. All right. So, But what I'm saying is with, with the Padres and the excitement factor, and I'm watching mm-hmm. spring training games like crazy. Dude, I don't know what it is, but I think I, I feel like a lot of people when I watch on Twitter – we're so fucking burnt out on spring training already. It's too fucking long, man. It, is long, it feels right? like it's thirteen well, weeks this year. But the other problem is too, and and I, man, early on I've really enjoyed Agler and Gwyn. Yeah, I don't know how much you've heard Jesse and Tony. No, I haven't. Not, they they haven't. are really really funny, and they've done games right. They've been working together. They've known each other a long time. Dave, I think part of the problem, and I understand why baseball did it. But part of the problem is just this ability to roll over innings at 25 pitches. And so you had a situation the other day. Pods are playing the Diamondbacks, and they get the bases loaded, and the games, you know, they're down by three or four. It's the same thing Jace Tingler did with Mackenzie Gore. Nobody's pointing a finger at Torrey Lovello. He's like, all right, that's it. 
Yeah. 25 pitches roll it, and they just come off the field. So it's you're trying to get everybody back up to speed. You're trying to get I mean, I think the thing that surprised me, shit, man, I had a game on the other day. It was sixth, seventh inning. Machado was still in. Yeah. And Kim has been in, and CJ Abrams has been in, excuse me. So from that aspect, I think it's been different. Like, there's been a lot of different things about the spring, but some of them are really cool. But it's just weird when I, I mean, I went, I started going to games in Yuma. And now I don't ever remember a time when we were out there and they were just like, all right, he threw 25, come on off the field. Hey, we might play seven. And that's what Agler and Gwyn were saying the other day. Uh, well, we're scheduled to go nine, but if they determined they wanted to call it after seven, they could. And I just think some of it, I think the next two weeks will be interesting yeah, because it's, it's more back to normal and you're starting to position see more more. battles come up a little bit, right? Yeah. And you go, okay, where are we at? And will Kim start with the team or will will he go to AAA? Yeah. I mean, you're you're gonna need that bench spot. And so, you know, Camposano is your guy. He's your guy now. But fuck, what's up with him legally, right? Yeah. What's going on there? And so just hearing different stories and, and you and I brought up um what was he doing in Georgia? Agler told the story the other day that his dad played minor league baseball. And one of the teams he played for was in Augusta, and that's where he raised his family. So for Luis Camposano, that was going home, where he, he his family's there. But did, did you see this over the weekend Bob Scanlon <laughs> tweeted? Bob tweeted out a video of them chatting with Nola. No. And, and Nola's talking and saying, well, you know, we're trying to warm up. We're trying to do this and that. Scan goes, we looked back. And we realized that we taped this interview right after he broke his finger. And Nola's just sitting there talking, yeah. Dave, like I'm talking to you. If if I was in here with a broken finger, I'd be like, God damn it. <laughs> God, fuck, what did you ask me? My goddamn head's spinning. Ah, oh, fuck, do you have any, do you have any Tylenol? I'm going to need some tape. Fuck, no, 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 no. Fuck, don't tape it. Don't tape it. Shit. This fucking guy is just sitting there like, hey, you know what, guys? It's been a good spring. I'm like, holy shit. How about the nuts on this kid? Brass. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing gets by Bob. How about looking at him that his finger looks like a cartoon? Yeah. Looks like, uh, remember Daryl Lewis? Yeah. It was all bent like a question mark. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any of us. The other day, I was walking. And I hit my elbow on the edge of the wall. Yeah. Fuck, I almost passed out. Anybody <laughs> would have asked me what I was doing. Why are you talking to me? Everything's spinning. This guy's like, Scan, I got to tell you, uh, it's been really fun seeing the staff. You're like, what? <laughs> what are you saying to me? Yeah. I was like, God damn. <laughs> Fucking uh, Machado or Tatis jersey. I'm like, get Nola. That, that guy's so a madman. That is that is funny as hell. Yeah, you don't want to see the guys obviously get injured this time of the year, and you want to make sure everybody's healthy for opening day. It's, it sucks because you have a catcher that most Padre fans are really excited to have. Yeah. And now it looks like he's on pace to miss the first couple weeks of the season. Do, all right, so fantasy baseball. Are you jumping into fantasy baseball? Yeah. Leagues? Okay. Yeah, I've got uh, – I just do the ESPN ones. Okay. How many Padres are you getting? Um, That's funny. 
So I did three different leagues. I did like one a week. But if you do any more than that, then it's like it's not even fun. Dude, it, it takes up so much fucking time. It takes up so much time. So I did not get Tatis. I was able to get Machado. And then I got to think from a pitching standpoint. Fucking Kuzma. Great. Sorry, yeah. we looked up at the TV. Kuzma just airballed a free <laughs> throw by like five feet. Yeah, and then ran his hands over the soles of his shoes. It's good. That'll help. Um, but what I tried to do, Dave, was. <laughs> Dude, I've never seen that before. It wasn't like he threw it short. He threw it on the side, too. Yeah. Oh, that's like me every day. Oh, my playing God. Playing pig against my sons. Um, I was able to get Machado, and I'm trying to think. I feel like, oh, I stole uh, in one of the leagues. I took Myers for, like, my next-to-last uh, outfield pick, right? Took him yeah. way deep because he go, dude, if he's a 20-home-run guy, he's not going to kill you average-wise. And then I took, uh, which I'll regret, but it's just for bench picks. For bench picks, I took uh, Pagan and I took Melanson. Okay. But you, you have like five bench pick, you know, yeah. like on ESPN, you've got like those guys. So just at the end when I had like a couple, I, I just took those guys and threw them out there. But I, Who's I, your shortstop? That's what that's what the question oh, I Oh, shit. Um, I, I didn't bring my phone okay. in. I would have to, I couldn't get to Tease, but shortstop's big. I got Arenado in a league. I've got Manny in a yeah. league. But I have to think about, I might have Seager. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say right now. Because you always say this every year. We do this every year. I ask this question. And you tell me which guys to look out for. And you're pretty good. Seager has five home runs the last 12 at-bats. He, he's never looked better, except yeah. for when he's in the post. He looks so fucking good going to a free agency year. I have Bauer. Year, I, I have Bauer. I have Kershaw. Pick. Yeah, I have Bauer. I have Kershaw. Um, so, okay. So, you brought up Kershaw. Kershaw, they announced his pitching opening day. How about day. that? And then they were saying that maybe they shouldn't, because they open in Colorado. They said snow's mm -hmm. already expected. <laughs> you yeah. know? And they're saying, do you save Kershaw for opening day at Dodger Stadium? So who, have the Padres said anything who the exact guy is? I mean, I think most of us think you, you can't go wrong, but Darvish looks crazy. Darvish would be the guy. Right? It's got to be, right? Yeah. And Lamette yeah. looks like he's not ready to go opening day. Well, I tell you what about Lamette. And hey, maybe I'm the only guy, but has anybody there picked up the phone and called Kintera? <laughs> what, what would Kintera say? Well, hey, I got a bunch of things. Listen, you know, when I worked for John Boggs, a lot of the time that I had, I spent looking at what we were doing from a rehab. Dave, I'm a big believer in band rehabilitation. Little River Band, <laughs> Foreigner, <laughs> Sticks. Um, I, I don't know. That's the tweet I was talking about. Matt Evans said that fucking Quintero was saying what he would do to get Lamette back and rolling. Yes. This guy, all of a sudden, he's Dr. David Chow. I didn't know, I didn't know they were teaching medicine at Torrey Pines. How about this? How about the balls on that fucking guy? <laughs> hey, if if they, I'm really surprised, Dave, that nobody there, Fred Yulman or AJ, Pete Seidler has my number. How they haven't called, Coach? Fuck, buddy, we're at our wits' end here. You got any thoughts on Lamette? You're on speaker. Say hi, everybody. Hey, Coach. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of thoughts. I like Icy Hot. Okay. 
okay, slow down. Writing all this down, icy hot. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> fuck are we doing around in this now? That's when you they just. should throw him a call just for the fuck of it. Guys, we're going to well, call coach. I will not mention names. I will say this. A uh, couple years ago, me, Trotter, Walchef spent a night in AJ's box with AJ and uh, Eric Rubner. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. Eric and uh, a couple other guys that were in there. And we were in there bullshitting. And Preller told the funniest fucking story. And he said, but it was great. It was great. He said he wouldn't admit that he had a burner account on social media. Yeah. But he said that we have ways of knowing. And he said, we kept seeing this one account that was talking about this and this and this, the whole thing. And we said, you know what? Fuck it. And so we reached out. One of the accounts reached out and said, hey, we're trying to get in contact with you. And the person on Twitter was smart enough to go, okay, here's my number. And they called him and they said, you got one hour to get down here. One hour to get down. And the person's like, what? And they're like, hey, this is who we are. Yeah. We see what you're talking about. You have one hour to come down here. And the person showed up. Wow. And they said, we had so much fun just hanging out and bullshitting. And it was not done in a bully way. It was not done in a, a rude way. Yeah. They said, we had a blast. And they said that you could tell the person was all kind of hyped up and nervous and you everything. You think thinking the whole time they're going to offer me a job? Um, I don't. I don't think it was because it wasn't. It wasn't a bait and switch thing. No, but I, do you think the person driving down there? You know, you play the game in your head. Oh, I don't. I I'm don't. I'm gonna knock. I'm gonna knock this out of the park, and they're gonna offer me a yeah, fucking job. I don't know, but I. I can't speak to that. All I know is that the way Preller told it was, like this was really fun. Yeah, this was fun for us. And the way I remember it, it's been a couple of years, is that it had just kind of been a grind and guys were kind of hitting the wall. And they were like, you know what? Let's just do something that we never do yeah. and have a really fun night. And that and that was the thing that I liked the most about it, Dave. Um, it wasn't done in a way like, like Tony Fernandez, right? Hey, come sit yeah. here. What the fuck are you doing here? It wasn't anything like that. It just... It was a really, really cool move by those guys. And I think the person that was on the receiving end should be really, really stoked because cool. they they remembered it back in a cool way. They weren't mocking this person. They're like, yeah, he's just a big fan. And it yeah. was really cool to hear what he said. And they go, fuck, he was great. Yeah. Well, all, you know, all of us who are, you know, huge fans of your favorite team, yeah. we all have opinions on the way things should be done. Yeah. I mean, if someone called me from the Lakers and said, hey, right. what do you think? Fuck, dude, I'm losing my shit, and I'm run, driving down there like a maniac. Yeah, yeah. And, and it wasn't my New Year's Eve stint, right? They yeah. didn't tell him to drive to the Bahia Hotel in his bathrobe. Like, when he when he got there, they said it was really fun. Yeah. And, I, and I've and i seen uh, the individual kind of dance around and mention it, yeah. because if you mentioned it, everybody's going to be like, dude, you're full of shit. And uh, he's not. And they they That's did cool. it, but I just like I said, they did it when they told us that story. 
they didn't do it in a mocking way or this guy's this or that guy's that. They were just like, yeah, it was kind of fun for one night. To and they go, fuck yeah, he got his ass down here in an hour. That's funny. And they were stoked. So, yeah, hopefully that individual, I don't know if they subscribe. They might. But, but yeah, if I can tell you firsthand that the pods told me that was a fun night for them and hopefully a lot of fun for that person as well. Very cool. All right, I know the weather's a little bit crazy right now. What I'm going to say seems like, well, today's not the day. Look, today's one of the rare days. We know this is swimming pool country. Oh, yeah. Alan Taylor's standing right by right now. He's busy as can be, but you need to get on his calendar. It's going to be warm very, very soon. I was looking at the weather, as Jeff was mentioning. He's going on vacation. You're right. A week from tomorrow, I think it's 63, and then it goes shooting right up to 75. And then it's only going to continue getting warmer. Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. Can build the pool of your dreams right in your backyard. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. You know what would be great for tonight? Tonight, as we have friends, the great Julie Brownman told me yesterday that she was getting two feet of snow in Denver. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, sitting in shorts in La Jolla. <laughs> She's like, God dang it. Uh, so if you have friends that are in Denver or somewhere else where it's cold, Go turn that pool on, but you know what you do? Because you guys are all made of steel, men and women. You don't turn the heater on. You just do Polar Bear Club. Go out there <laughs> old school, like you're in Ontario or Moose Jaw. Yeah, I, uh, Dave, I'll be staying at a hotel this week, and it was one of the things we checked with San Diego going back to the red tier. Uh, do they have the opportunity to go swimming in the pool? Nope, that's not coming back yet. So we're lucky. We'll be in Coronado. We'll spend a couple of days throwing the football on the beach and just hanging out. But, yeah, if you had that chance, I mean, we're doing a staycation. It's a few bucks to do it. Man, how nice would it be if you said, yeah, everybody's just staying here. We're just going to grill. We're going to hang out by the pool all day. Uh, You can do that, and that can be what your agenda looks like. But the first thing you have to do is call Alan Taylor and Taylor Made Pools and make that appointment because Dave's right. It's 63 next week and then 70, but how long will it be until it's 97, 98 again? Make sure you've made the call and and prep for what could be a very hot summer. Absolutely. Brian Curry is the guy you want to talk to when it comes to buying that brand new house. So many people are looking at the real estate market right now. It is very unusual of what's going on. If you're in the market to sell your home, you're going to get top dollar. At the same time, you're looking to buy a home. It is extremely tough to find that home. So Brian Curry, again, is the guy that will help you find that home. It's amazing how quickly they're coming off the market right now. Make sure you call Brian Curry. He'll get you all set up. He knows San Diego County better than anyone else. And most importantly, he'll get you in the door before everybody else. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. You know, we always say a house, but a house could be whatever you determine it to be. It could be that single-family home. Where you go, yeah, I need three bedrooms, I need a garage, I'd like a backyard. Or you go, you know what, I kind of like the city life. My home could be a condo downtown. My gosh, everywhere you go, it feels like a new building's going up. So let's just say, for those of you that want to live downtown, how do you determine which building's right for you? Well, you want to look around. You want to have an idea of, as you're going down at night, Man, how many people do we see walking their dogs out by Petco Park? Is the neighborhood safe for you, for your husband, for your wife? Then, number two, what are the HOA fees? Because once you calculate what your monthly mortgage payment is, you have to know what the HOA fees are. And is that something you can afford? The guy who's going to answer all those questions for you is Brian Curry. 
because as Dave mentioned, he knows this area better than anyone. And yeah, I think the idea of living downtown is really, really fun, but there's a ton of options down there. Let Brian find the one that's right for you. Dan Williams want to talk to when it comes to figuring out your financial situation. Again, he can help you get out of debt. That is big. That is a huge relief right off your shoulders. Again, you look at what's going on in the rental market. Let's buy your own home. Dan Williams can help you do those things. Again, call Dan Williams. So many people have taken advantage of his phone number and his time, and they put him in the right direction. Again, Dan has this deal where if you go on YouTube on Tuesday, it's Bar Smart 2-Minute Tuesday, he'll give you free financial advice right there. 858-688-6813 is his number. 858-688-6813. I love it when the phone rings and I look down and it's any of these three guys, whether it's Al Taylor, Brian Curry, but last week, it was Dan Williams calling. And I said, hey, what's going on? And he said, tell me about what's going on with these LA Kings season tickets. And I said, well, first off, thank you to you because of Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. I'm able to do something that I'm excited about with my kids. And he said, you know, he said, I've always wanted to be a hockey fan. And a couple of years ago, I jumped in on the Vegas Knights. And he said, I was thinking about what you had said about the Kings, but that was too far. So we said, I reached out to the Anaheim Ducks, and he said, I can't get a call back. Well, we understand it's COVID. Who knows what everybody's doing? But he said, who'd you talk to at the Kings? I said, call my guy, Eric Silva, which boo to you did too. And now I'm happy to say that I haven't followed up with him, but I have a feeling that Dan Williams and maybe boo to you are the two newest L.A. Kings season ticket Good. holders. Hope he becomes a Kings fan and gets rid of the Knights. Well, that's what I told him. That's why I said to Eric, I go, look, listen, he's going to come over. He's going to see the young talent. He's going to understand how much those fun those games are. Even if we get him for eight out of the ten and he goes to two Vegas Knights games, we can live with that. But uh, no, we can't. No, we can't. What the fuck, Dan? I mean, Dan, you're great with numbers. You suck with teams. I mean, you have the fucking, Detroit. You got the Red Wings. It's the only fucking team there that it's worth rooting for. Well, not anymore. They've been well, they've been struggling it. for a while. They're coming back, but god dang it, the, fucking, the Lions. You're gonna pull for the Lions and the Tigers, please. Christ, please. So we're getting them on with the Kings. But the nice thing is, one of the reasons why I'm able to go and spend a week with my kids and hanging out in Coronado, throwing the football on the beach, is because I did borrow smart, repay smart, and even more to that, Dave. We were scheduled to be in the hotel Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Today, as I'm calculating and, and looking at the bills and following the system that Dan gave me, I realized that I was fine. We booked that hotel for Wednesday night, nice. too. And so my kids are excited, and our thanks to Dan. So ultimately, it's about buying a house, but for right now, it's about making memories with our family you can do the same, 858-688-6813. Absolutely. And again, finally, Kyle Fluger. Big week for Kyle Fluger. Look, here's the deal with the websites. If you have a website that's struggling or you're thinking about starting a business and you need a website that works, Kyle Fluger's your guy. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. As you know, he helps us with the jakesprojects.org website, raising money for kids that need help playing sports. Billy, or a subscriber, yeah. longtime listener, big supporter of our show. Uh, man, he, he donates money every other month. Can't thank him enough uh, for, for being involved in it. But Kyle Fluger, on a personal note, I want to mention it. Unbelievable. Adopted his son the other day and yeah. was great. I needed him for something, and he says, hey, we're I'm adopting my son on Thursday. We're going out and celebrating. And I said, dude, forget about whatever I need. Yeah. You, get, you aren't going to remember me 
on Thursday, you know, down the line, but you're going to remember this day forever. So uh, go ahead. And, and it was really cool. The stories that were coming in that when Kyle made it public, yeah. I thought was awesome. I tell you what, man, it's, it's certain things that happen in the course of the day that just kind of make you stop and make you really, really thankful for the things that you have in your life, for the people you have in your life. And I, I don't know, for all of you that are working right now, and I, I hope that's all of you, I don't know if you're in this situation that I'm in, my team's in, where it feels like you clock in at 8 and you look up and it's 1045, and then you look up and it's 230, and then you're like, what the hell happened? And every day just flies by. And on that day, Dave, I just happened to look at my phone, and I saw that picture of the Pfluger family, and it just absolutely made me so incredibly happy. I said it, and I know you feel the same way. We love that Pfluger family. They are family to us. They're family to you. And yeah, we'll tell you on Wednesday night about the website. But if you follow Flugs on Twitter and you see the smiles on those three faces, you go, shit, man, that, that's all we needed, right? That's all yep. I needed on my day. Literally, that was all I needed. And I just, I couldn't be more thrilled for that family uh, for Kyle and his wife and their son, what a one incredibly special day, and I appreciate that he let it, that he shared it with all of us. Absolutely. All right, here we go. How old are they, and how much are they worth? It's March fifteenth. Okay. We're gonna go off with the woman that just passed away last year, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. God damn, pretty impressive lady, man. Yeah. Pretty impressive for being four foot eight. I think that's all she was. Yes, yeah, tiny. Was she, uh, I'm going to say, oh, God, that, there's no way. Uh, I'm going to say she was 93. 83. Oh, fuck, I almost said 98. <laughs> like She wasn't 98 on the bench. 83? That's what it says. Born, uh, do I have this right? Born in 19, well, she would be 83. Born in 1938. Yeah. Isn't that 83? Yeah. Okay. Um, God damn, my ex-wife's going to hit me right in the head with a spatula. Because for all the female attorneys, and I know a ton of them in San Diego, uh, RBG was a huge influence yes. on all of them. Now, this is interesting. The money, right? I'll say, uh, I'm going to say $12 million. Okay, it says online that somewhere between $3.5 and $9.22 Okay. Is what it says. Yeah, because I don't know what you can make for speaking engagements or books or anything else when you're a member of the Supreme yeah. Court. That's really interesting. Okay. All right, Eva Longoria, the actress. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of her. Okay, I didn't thanks know if for, you remember. Thanks for clarifying. Not Evan, but yes. Uh, 53. 46. Shit. Shit. My apologies. Uh, 46. Oh, I think she's- Remember Tony Parker cheated on her? That. Spurs? Remember he banged uh, Brent Barry's wife? They were like best friends. Yeah. Yeah, Tony Parker's a piece of shit. He is. Yeah. Uh, 50 million. $80 million. God bless her. It's funny because I know we did this one last year at this time. It's it, These are coming around. Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels from Poison. I'll tell you what. Rock of Love might have been. I hear people talk about MASH, the Mary Tyler Moore show, right? What yeah. are other shows that people talk about? Police Woman. Seinfeld. Vegas. Iconic shows. Fuck that. Vegas, Rock of you Vegas. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Rock of Love on VH1 was an unbelievable show. I'm going to say Brett Michaels is 53. Brett Michaels is 58. Really? Yeah, 58. 
Fuck. This is. You okay. ever see Brett with Pam Anderson in that video? Yeah, he's just fucking bouncing, like, bouncing her, head. her head like he's Curly Neal of the Globetrotters. And he had so much game, he's adjusting the camera. Dude, he doesn't give a fuck that she's there. He cannot stop looking at himself in the fucking camera. That's pretty. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, he gave us all something to believe in. <laughs> uh, God damn, this is interesting. Because, I, I mean, like, I've heard his story. We've seen him in concert. He's super fun when you go see him live. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say $8 million. Oh, that's funny. I thought you were going to go really high. $16 million. Good for him. Okay, that's good. Okay, Mark McGrath, Sugar Ray. Oh, boy, this guy. Right? Everyone's tired of this asshole. I'm <laughs> tired of this asshole. I'm going to say he's uh, 55. 53. 53. $4 million. $8 million. Oh, fuck. Look good for that. him. All right. Last one here. D. Snyder. D. Snyder. Boy, we're going to all feel old when I say 67. Exactly right. Really? Yep. Uh, nine him and mi- Howard Stern used to be neighbors. I think they're both uh, the I same think, age now. I think if D. Snyder was sitting in here, we'd laugh our ass off all night. He seems like a pretty fucking cool yeah, guy. I thought he was broke. I'll be honest with you. I'll say $9 million. $10 million. All right. There you go. Good for him. Pretty good. Pretty good stuff. All right, here we go. Five random questions all over the place. Okay. What's the most overrated holiday? Oh, let me see. Most overrated holiday. You're talking about a day like where we get off for work? Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, I guess so. Or we Not gonna... exactly. I mean, it's a holiday that people celebrate. Are you going to say Valentine's Day? I'm going to say fucking, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say the one that's coming up on the 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, I've had fun. I have so many. Bedroom. Yeah, I, I just could know so many people that just get overly hammered. Yeah, to drink that's what green I did. Beer. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, Let's calm me, down. Yeah, to me, I'd say Valentine's Day if you're counting it like that, because anywhere you go, they've jacked up the menu. And if you go to the local flower shop, right, all of that's jacked up. Who gives a shit if you're in a relationship, right? Like all of a sudden, February 14th changes everything. Um, other than that. Well, I mean, you can't. I think that's it, right? Like, well, well, for you, if it's Valentine's Day, it's Valentine's Day. I don't yeah, know I mean, you're say. not going to say Memorial. If you're in Day. the restaurant business, it's a great day. Yeah, you're not going to say Memorial Day or Veterans Day. You better not say Martin <laughs> Can Luther. You imagine King. if you said that. Yeah, you better not say Martin Luther King Day. Oh, here, Dave. I'll do, yeah, here. This is the easy one. President's Day. What I what the fuck do I know about? Although I love Abe Lincoln, I don't know a whole lot about what George Washington did. But oh, yeah. that's funny. I'll say Valentine's Day. All right, what's your favorite album of all time? That is the crazy thing that you just asked. Now, luckily, she does not listen to this show, so I can give this away. That is the craziest fucking question that you asked. So, my friend Joe, it's her birthday on Thursday. Happy birthday! Happy early birthday to Joe and. uh so I was looking for something cool to get her, right? Kind of something fun. I got her like the sweetest old school record player to play vinyl because she's into music. Now, I told is she her. she in a vinyl? Well, this is why I said, Dave. I, I told her, I go, I hate this feeling of like, oh, I know this is the right gift for you because when you play Deep Purple and you put this on and... Maybe you have yourself a, a shrimp cut. I don't fucking know. I just looked at it and I go, hey, that might be something she liked. But I said to her, I go, 
it feels kind of presumptuous to just be like, hey, when you go Led Zeppelin 4 and you just maybe have a, a Merlot, and you, <laughs> fuck off. And don't let me forget I have a nephew of the day. Okay. I don't have any idea, but it's wild you said that because I don't have a, a record album or no, a I was going to say, I don't have a record player. I haven't had one in forever, but I was going to spend tomorrow because the rec- her birthday is Thursday. The record player gets there Wednesday. I think she's getting like, does she know she's getting the record player? No, that's what I'm saying. She doesn't but you listen. Just, oh, I thought, she, no, what I said was there's something coming for you. But I thought she listened to the show. I thought she had a subscription. No, she does. She doesn't fucking listen oh, to this thing. Bullshit. Well, I take back my happy birthday. Yeah, get up. Get up, <laughs> Del Harris. Um, but it's really funny you said it because I had looked at a couple of different things and you go, just find something fun, right? Like something off the beaten path. But then tomorrow I was going to start looking at different vinyl to go, what would be really fun to send? Oh, you have to send to Abbey Road. No, you don't. No, you don't. I would say for the Grease soundtrack. (laughs) I would say my personal favorite album, and this was an album that I had, was the Rolling Stones Hot Rocks. Okay. Which is like the greatest hits. I think it's 64 through 74. I think I might have those years wrong. It doesn't matter. I can't remember the last album I bought. Do you want to know when I was a kid? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna scratch hot rocks. I'm gonna tell you this. Okay. So when I was a kid, uh, three years old, four years old, my mom uh, was a single mom, and we had a guy who lived in the neighborhood, Dana Sorensen, who was the coolest dude ever. And Dana would watch me and my brother and my sister for my mom. So Dana was probably like seventeen. My sister was probably like 11. My brother would have been like 10, and I would have been like 6. Fucking Dana would bring Johnny Winter and. That was the band. And it was Johnny Winter, Rick Derringer, Dan Hartman, I Can Dream About You. Oh, wow. That guy? Yeah. But it was Johnny Winter and live. And he would bring this over. <laughs> and goddamn, we lived in a townhouse. And we would play this shit on about volume... 27 and Dana was a drummer and Dana would bring his drumsticks over and let me just beat the fuck out of the cardboard that the record came in. Yeah. Dave, I haven't thought about this in a thousand years and he would leave every day and I had beat big holes into the cardboard and Dana couldn't have given less of a shit. He loved it, laughed his ass off. And I don't know, like two days a week, he would watch us when my mom was at work. And we would play Good Morning Little Schoolgirl and all this crazy Johnny Winter and live. And uh, and it was awesome. I just beat the fuck out of it. So maybe I'll send her Johnny Winter and. Go ahead. What's your favorite album? Oh, I know what it is. Jack Wagner. All Jack, I need. No, it's not an album. That's a song. Um, honestly, the last album I think I had that you put on a record player was Police Synchronicity. Oh yeah, yeah. I, did I, I'm so anti-vinyl. I can't tell you, dude. I think I, it well, fucking sounds like shit. I can walk in my house and tell Alexa to play something. It sounds fucking great. Now, well, and that's the other thing. The one that I have her is all Bluetooth, so she can run anything. Spotify. She can run all her stuff. Will go through and play these speakers. Do the whole thing. And that's what I said. 
I just thought, hey, that might be kind of fun. And it's done old school, like a suitcase. So it's got a, a kind of, her house is beautiful. She's got a beach house in Toronto. And so I, I thought, hey, that might be kind of fun. But Dave, she may have the same attitude you have. Where you're like, vinyl? Yeah. I don't give a fuck about the skips and the pops. And that's perfectly cool with me. Tells her the needle fell out. She needs a piece of tape. Yeah. <laughs> shit starts skipping. Shit. Yes. <laughs> shit starts skipping. Uh, maybe I'll send her uh, Sister Mary Elephant from... Uh, <laughs> and Chunk. <laughs> yeah. Earache my eye. Did you watch the Grammys last night? I didn't. You didn't hear Wood say and started crying when they showed Eddie I, Van Halen's guitar? God damn. Okay, I heard him today. <laughs> so I'm listening. Now I will tell you, I heard that whole thing. When Ben was reading that his his Ben's notes from the Grammys about basically wanting to fuck Harry Styles and everything else, and and Steve said, those are Shelly's notes, that was fucking great. That was so goddamn funny. Ben reading all the notes that Shelly had written for the Grammys was so great. I loved it. And then that fucking guy, yeah, I got a lump in my throat. When they, because I just remembered that we lost John Pride. And I'm like, why do I have this guy's number in my phone? And Ben's just like, what? Ben had no time for him. <laughs> and then, oh, I was weeping. And did he say Hannah looked at him and was like, what the f- No, I, you know, I didn't hear that part. He said, it, well, all I heard was the first 15 minutes of the show. He said it in the five o'clock hour. Oh, shit. It was just Dave. him and Paul. So he started crying. Oh, you missed it. Okay, yeah. dude. And so- and he said, all I heard was Hannah was behind him when Harry Styles was on and was losing her mind. Yeah, he said yeah. Hannah's pregnant. That's comfortable. Uh, That's a good time. Oh, fuck. You missed good it. Good time. Good time. No, they did this thing where they were talking about the Grammys and it was right about seven i got in the car and ben was reading quote unquote his notes on the grammys well they were all written by shelly and it was so goddamn funny because it was it wasn't uh it wasn't harry styles there were a couple other guys and shelly's like you know this guy's so hot i love him <laughs> but ben's like oh here's my notes oh you know joe smith oh he's okay, so, so hot i love him okay so here's my question on this one i have uh-huh. friends that do the same thing in front of their husbands all right mm-hmm. so harry styles okay mm-hmm. and she's sitting there and hannah's doing the whole thing i mean at what point do you look over on the couch and go my husband looks nothing like that guy you yeah. know what i mean yeah but you're gonna sit there and oh oh she wants to bang him i'm like that's but, that is so crazy to me well the thing is, you can clearly tell that both. I mean, we know Shelly. Shelly's so fucking great and so funny. But you can tell with Steve and Hannah, they have so much oh. fun together. But okay, well, let me ask. That's a great question, right? If I'll Steve step, starts step going into the marriage for a second, if okay? Steve starts saying, "Fuck, there's Demi Lovato. I wouldn't mind banging yeah, her." Yeah, Dua Lipa, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Right. So let's say. Okay. Let's. I never step in anybody's marriage, but since we're going to play the game, he opened the door. If he was watching the both kids, okay, uh-huh. and she's showing houses, and mm-hmm. then she says on the way home, I'm going to be at the driving range for an hour. You keep watching those fucking kids. <laughs> what would he say? Are you in your fucking mind? I'm breaking my back watching these kids. <laughs> I'm breaking my back. <laughs> he would not be okay with her going to the range. Dude. 
Dude, I'm telling you, man. I have so much, oh, fuck, so much love and respect for those two because I went, any of us, any of us that have gone through it, Jake and Josh were how far apart? Five, five years. Okay, see, that's a big difference, yeah, man. Yeah, did it on purpose. No, I get it, yeah. yeah. Jack and Kate are twins, Bo and Taylor. Oh, they're right there. Are fucking, God damn, man. It is just, it's spinning plates. Yeah. It's constantly spinning plates. And then doing that morning shift, trying to, oh, fuck, dude. That is a big time grind. And to have his wits about him and his sense of humor, and she has it too, God bless him, man. That is a, <laughs> that is a tough, tough road. All right, I got three more of these before okay. you get to your FU of the day. All right, these are all would-you-rather questions. Would you okay. rather get bored easily or get distracted easily? Uh, I have both. I, me too. <laughs> I, I, I have I both. Mean, what do you mean, would you rather? It's been my life for 30 years. I couldn't even this question. Me fuck, too. Fuck, listen back to this show. How many different times I say one thing, and here's, fuck, I would have forgot the F of the day if you didn't just say it. <laughs> God, all right, damn. we'll skip that one then. Would you rather walk funny or talk funny? I fucking do both of those too. Fuck's the matter? What world are you living in? Okay, without a doubt, for me, I'd rather talk funny. It works for Mahomes. Mahomes sounds like a goof, but he <laughs> guy's ridiculous, and he's been extremely successful. Yeah, I have both of those. Like, I can't. It's the it's the thing, right? And and Steve was saying when he was golfing the other day, somebody said to him, "Hey, are you from ninety-seven-three?" And people hear you and they recognize the yeah. voice. And the thing that always bugs me is when people are like, oh, man, I tell you, you got a voice for radio. And you go, well, okay. But does that mean if I got a paintbrush, I can fucking paint? <laughs> it doesn't mean shit. Like, there's nothing stupider than when people are like, oh, this guy, he's got a great voice for radio. Well, who gives a fuck? I, I have a typewriter. I can't write a book, asshole. There's not quite that easy, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> Look at you. That's why so I agree. Yeah. So I fucking saw. So I saw was able to to last. I mean, saw had that crazy delivery. Yeah. But saw saw put shows together yeah. every night. I mean, as much as that guy's a fucking maniac, Dave, he was coming on after Wolfman Jack on a oldie station. Yeah. Like I'll Lee's a pain in the ass, but I'll completely give him credit for that. Nobody, nobody for any of these guys doing it. Past or present, with the egos in this town, this show included, nobody fucking makes it work on an oldies station other than Saw, yeah. in my opinion. I right? agree with you. I don't disagree with that. All right, last question. Would you rather whisper all the time or shout all the time? I think uh, this is another one. I'm always, like, this is my whole life. i am always been fucking loud. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, the, the, I hate when people whisper. They get their yeah. low talkers. Yeah. And it's either hard to hear him or like, what the fuck? Do you have any confidence in yourself yeah. at all? Yeah, what? <laughs> uh, fuck you of the day to the guy who's going to take the jog in the light rain. Hey, you know what? It's fine. I'm out here in my Brooks running shoes. <laughs> and I got my, I just was coming down Telegraph Canyon. Almost hit somebody? I should have. I'm fucking dipshit in his muscle shirt. Right, freezing outside. Yeah, but he's out for the light jog, and he's got like the orange fucking New Balance shoes on. Hey, you know what? I'm just out here finding my way. 
I'm connecting with the spirits. It's just so great. Just me, <laughs> my thoughts. I got my fucking earbuds in, right? I got Gordon Lightfoot on. Forget about the Edmund Fitzgerald. And I just feel like, fuck off. Fuck, go home. I hope you get hypothermia. No, you know what? It's okay. You get running and your adrenaline gets going. All those hormones start flying. And yeah, this is, this is a good time to run. I like it. It's, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's a little, fuck off. Bob Beatty? Oh, wait, he was a skier. <laughs> Remember Bob Beatty? Yeah, and the whole time you're talking, I'm thinking, God, I wonder if that was Dan Williams. That's all I keep thinking. No, Dan, that picture you put out of Dan on Twitter the other day, when Dan was running his mouth and you told him, hey, Dan, watch it, and that bike fucking accident. I don't know why that made me laugh. I apologize, Dan, but I enjoyed Dave's tweet quite a bit. <laughs> All right. Everybody fill out your bracket. Take it easy on Steve Woods. <laughs> He's had a tough couple of days, and uh, we'll see you back here well, Wednesday night. Good deal. So let